it was spring break in Panama City, and things were starting to get a little out of hand. There were three girls that didn't care about anything but sex, drugs, and alcohol. Jasmine, Zoe, and Sarah were in college. Sure, they didn't study when they needed to, but they were always wanting to get high or drunk. These girls were unstoppable in high school, and now college. Jasmine was a tomboy. She had brown hair, wore t-shirts and jeans all the time. She occasionally wore a ball cap to flop the look. Jasmine wasn't always like this. In high school, she was always the shy, keep-to-yourself type person. Sarah and Zoe kind of roped her in at college because the only one they knew from high school was Jasmine. She may be popular now, but she's still the outcast of the trio. She always tries to steer them from trouble as much as she can. Zoe was beautiful and blonde. She's the one always in high heels and short skirts with low-cut shirts. She always had the boys hanging all over her, and she took a fancy to it. In high school, she was very easy. That's why she was so popular. Even now, it's not hard to get into her pants. She could always get her way by opening her legs or showing a little skin. Sarah is a gamer, but not your typical gamer that would sit at home all day and play games. She has red hair, wears black most of the time, and carries a backpack. She is a little bit of a fighter and protected her best friend Zoe if she felt like there were any issues. It all changed when they got out of high school, though. She kind of just let Zoe do her own thing now. The trio lives together in their dorm on campus. Alright, you fucking lazy cunts. Get the fuck up off your asses and let's go fucking party. Shouldn't we study for the test first? Stop being such a stick. Yeah, it's fucking spring break. We have a whole week until our test. It's fucking rage. I guess you guys are right. Let's fucking do it. As they start to walk out the dorms, Jasmine started to get a very strange feeling. Guys, I don't like this. Oh, come on, Jasmine. You always get a bad feeling when we try to do something fun. Yeah, it's probably nothing. Well, okay then. They proceeded to leave the dorms. And when they got outside, they could hear music. Ooh, let's go to the beach. I heard there's supposed to be a DJ there, booze, and drugs. I'm totally down with the drugs. Don't worry, I can get us all of that. I bet you could, fucking slut. Zoe pulled her shirt down to show cleavage. They start walking down the street towards the beach while they noticed an unfamiliar van on the other side. It seemed very old, with a few rust spots, and it was black with a blue stripe down the side. There were two guys sitting in it. The girls couldn't see them well enough to make out their faces, but could tell that the men were staring at them. Hey, you want a piece of the young stuff? Zoe, stop. Let's just keep walking. Zoe continues to provoke them, starts to flash them parts of her body. You know you want it, fucking creeps. The van speeds away. Jesus, Zoe, are you trying to get us killed? 
fuck them. They're probably fucking wanking it. Come on, let's go get fucked up. When they got to the party, it was huge. Flashing lights, booze, and the drugs were flowing. Jasmine kind of just stood to the side, letting the others just do their thing. Zoe kept going in and out of the crowd. Every time a guy would start talking to her, she would leave with them and come back. Even though Jasmine was out of the crowd, guys still bought her drinks and tried to talk to her, but she would decline each time. Sarah was wandering around the crowd, mostly trying to find drugs. As the night was creeping on, the party came to an end. Finally, I'm ready to go. Sarah and Zoe both were so messed up, they could barely stand. What a party! Fuck, yeah, it was. Proceeding back to the dorms, things started to get extremely quiet. It was like there was nobody around. Everything around them just stopped. Um, guys, where is everybody? Why is everything so still? Then, out of nowhere, the black van screeched up beside them. The two men they had seen in the front jumped out abruptly to grab them. Seconds later, another man jumped out of the back to capture the third girl. They were all wearing black, with ski masks over their faces, and they were carrying syringes in their hands. Zoe and Jasmine were the first to get the needles stuck in their necks and thrown in the van like rag dolls. Sarah put up more of a fight, making it harder for the man to capture her. Just as she was about to swing at him, it was too late. She had felt the needle sink deep into her neck, causing her to slowly drift into darkness. Jasmine was the first to come out of it, not remembering what happened. The room was spinning from the drug she was injected with. The room was a light green color with surgical tools hanging all over the walls. It seemed like a torture room. She was strapped very uncomfortably to a flat-like butcher table, and there was blood everywhere. When she tried to let out a scream, it was very muffled. Still trying to come to her, she notices a ball gag was strapped around her head. At this time, someone walked into the room. She couldn't tell if the person was a male or female. They were wearing a long white coat with a hazmat suit underneath. They wore long rubber gloves and boots. On their faces, they had headgear that looked like some sort of gas mask with very dark goggles. They didn't speak or make any sound at all. You could hear the blood and human remains under their feet as they started to walk towards her. She starts to panic, looking around for an escape. That's when she notices a scalpel lying at her fingertips, barely in reach. They reached underneath the table to a button that raised the slab, burning to where it was like she was standing. Without hesitation, she grabs the scalpel before it could be out of reach. Breathing heavily with adrenaline starting to pump through her body, 
she grips the scalpel tightly and holds it against her leg to hide it. They began to tug on the straps to make sure they were tight. Noticing they were loose, they proceeded to lay her down to secure them better. The doctor loosened the top strap, just enough to where Jasmine could strike. She slings the scalpel, slicing the doctor's esophagus. Blood starts to shower over as the doctor drops to his knees into his death. She then quickly unstraps herself from the table and starts running towards the door. Slipping and stumbling through the blood and organs, she opens the door to a low-lit hallway. She could hear screams coming from both directions. As she stands, frightened at the doorway, she starts to hear footsteps heading towards her direction. She darts back into the room, slowly shutting the door behind her. She turns to peek out of the window of the door. She sees another person wearing the same gear. They were pushing a cart with the same type of surgical utensils in it. On the bottom of the cart, she notices dismembered body parts. She starts to take the ball gag off her head, but it was so tight, it was cutting into her, like it was sewn into her skin. You could hear the rips and tears as she began to pull on it. She lets out an agonizing shrill scream as it leaves pieces of her skin hanging from her face. Crying, she looks back behind her, noticing the body of the person she just killed. She takes the gear from her body and puts it on herself. The body of her victim was a man, but the gear that these people wear is very baggy, making it very difficult to tell the difference. She steps out of the room and notices the person that she saw still pushing the cart down the hallway and starts to follow. As she follows, they turn into another hallway. She can hear screams of agony and terror coming from everywhere. Where the fuck am I? What did they do with Zoe and Sarah? With all the screams, it makes it very hard to focus on hearing her friends. Jasmine continues to follow the person with the card in front of her, trying to hold her composure as she walks on the flesh and bone beneath her feet. Finally, they come to a room that is open. The person walks by the room, not paying it any mind. She goes in the room, only to find one of her friends. Sarah! Jasmine races towards her. Don't come any fucking closer, you piece of shit! Sarah spits blood into Jasmine's face. Sarah seemed like she had no energy. She was battered with bruises and had blood streaming from her face. She was missing a couple fingers from each hand and had an ear missing. Sarah, it's me, Jasmine. Jasmine? Where the fuck are we, Jasmine? I don't know, but I'm gonna find a way out. Save your energy. Jasmine starts to look around the room for a disguise to get Sarah out with her. She then remembered the dismembered body parts on the bottom of the cart that the person she was following was pushing. I can put her on the bottom of a cart and cover her with something so it could look like body parts. I'll be right back, Sarah. I have a plan. Currently, the adrenaline is starting to leave Sarah's body. 
she could start feeling that her fingers were missing, as well as her ear. She lets out a loud scream of agony. Jasmine, don't go, it hurts. Shh, please, I know it hurts. I'll be quick, I promise. She heads out the room, leaving Sarah crying in torment. As she proceeds down the hallway in search of a cart, she hears a familiar screech. Jasmine thinks. She starts to jog towards the similar yell and reaches the room her friend is in. The table Zoe is lying on is up in the vertical position, feet towards the floor. The person that Jasmine was following is in the room with her, with the same cart they were pushing. They were standing next to her, with a scalpel in hand. They had already made gashes in her belly. Raising the scalpel, they start an incision to the side of her face. Jasmine quickly reaches the door handle and begins to jerk on it. But it's locked solid. No movement to the door at all. She has no choice but to watch the torture as it continues. As the doctor proceeds, you can hear the high-pitched squeal of Zoe's voice. Jasmine stands there, frantic, as they carry on with slicing her face from the muscles and tendons and slinging it to the floor. The doctor then goes to the wall behind them and reaches for a button. This button didn't turn lights off. It didn't unlock the door. What this button did was turn the table 360 degrees horizontally. But they turned it only 180 degrees to where Zoe was upside down. They pulled chains from the ceiling and from the floor, binding her hands and feet. They proceeded to go to a small toolbox full of tools in the corner of the room. Reaching in the box, they pull out a hacksaw as Zoe sees this and her screams get louder. Jasmine is frozen. She tries to keep calm while she watches this all play out right in front of her very eyes. There's nothing she can do but just stand there in discomfort and in trauma. As the torture plays on, the doctor turns towards Zoe and starts walking towards her with the saw. The doctor unstraps her from the table and tears her clothes from her body, having her dangling by her feet, naked, with her hands bound to the floor. Please, don't do this. Don't do this. No. No. As she cries, the doctor starts sawing vigorously from her crotch up the midsection. The blood starts to gush all over the walls and her organ hit the floor. The cries and screams of Jasmine's friend all of a sudden stop. Jasmine stares at the halves of Zoe, swinging in front of her as she holds in her screams and vomit. Jasmine starts to walk away from the tragic scene she has witnessed. Then, she sees a cart. She grabs it, then starts to run towards Sarah. When she arrives, she sees Sarah isn't there. The room is empty, with the door cracked. Very little. She slowly creaks the door open. Sarah? She notices that the door wouldn't open all the way. She slowly peeks around the door, 
finding the only thing left of Sarah, her head rolling on the floor. Holding still and covering her mouth underneath the mask, she begins to shake. I have to get out of here. She steps into the room and shuts the door behind her, crouching down to think on how she could escape. As she walked through the halls earlier, she didn't notice any way out. No exit signs or anything. Fuck. What do I do? She slowly turns towards the door and starts to slowly creep up the window to look out. When she reaches the window, she sees a mask staring back at her. She screams as the doctor kicks the door wide open and grabs her by the hair, slinging her up onto the table. More doctors pour in to help strap her down. They all take turns hitting her in the face to weaken her. When the hitting stops, they bring in a toolbox. They reach in the box, pulling out a long rod with a sharp point on it, with a hammer. Is that... No! It was an old lobotomy tool. They place it on the corner of her eye and start to hammer it deeper and deeper. Lying there helpless, feeling every bit of the tool, driving deeper into her eye, she starts to go in and out. She slowly starts to feel her cries get weaker and weaker until she sees total blackness. The tool pierces the back of her skull, slinging blood and brain matter to the floor. She lay there dead, the doctor standing around her, staring at her as her body started to grow cold. They walked out of the room without making a sound.